Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. And welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, you guys. Wow, that was so calm. I know. I was like, I'm going to try something different this week. Yeah, switching it up. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I just didn't think my voice could get that high <laughs> this time. Yeah. You know, some days your voice just isn't there. Uh-huh. That's kind of mine today for no reason. <laughs> Okay, well then, I mean, if your voice isn't there, then I'm going to start with my little intro. I have, um, I've been having a problem recently. Okay. Um, I, I keep, like, accidentally cutting my hands with knives. Um, <laughs> kitchen knives. Okay. How? Okay. <laughs> and why? Because I, I guess I'm used to, like, more dull knives or something. Okay. Okay. Like, my mom would never sharpen hers, like, sharpen the knives at home. And... Like, since I've moved into, you know, my new house and, um, Garrett, he, like, keeps, he, well, I mean, they're new knives, too, so they're sharp, um, and, like, way sharper than I am used to, so then I'll just be, like, washing it and then accidentally cut myself. Okay, first of all, even just thinking about that for one second makes me want to throw up a little bit. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. But I get that. I get that. But it's so, like, I'm seriously used to dull knives, so I'll, like, touch it against my skin, and I'll be like, oh, that's fine. No, literally bleeding. No, yeah. That happened so, to me when I got my new knives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna, I might just stay away from them. <laughs> yeah, you on. should. It's happened literally four times in the past, like, week. So. You have four cuts? Yes. Ow. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. I literally hate there, this conversation. Three of them, no, three of them are healed. One of them I just did this morning. So. L. That's just such a big L. <laughs> it really is. If anyone has any um, help with that, I don't. I don't know how you could help. Okay, me. I can help you, Savannah. Stop touching the freaking sharp ends of knives. What do you mean? It's an accident. Okay, well, just be my advice. Be more um, attentive when washing a knife. I mean, I know. It's usually, like, first thing in the morning, I'm tired. Or just put them in the dishwasher. Or don't do your dishes. I I mean, true. But this morning I was cutting a bagel, and it happened. (laughs) Oh, my lord. I can't even cut things. (laughs) Okay, stay away from knives, just in general. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Well, speaking of your house, guys, I went to Savannah's house this weekend for the first time. It was so fun. And all I really have to say is that I'm stealing your house. Um, I'm obsessed with it. It's so unique in the funnest way. It really is. It's It's so cool. A lot of it, I would not, I feel like I would not have picked it myself. Same. Also, I don't want to change it. It's such a vibe. It is such a vibe. Mm-hmm. That's I, I've never seen a house like it, honestly. I am obsessed. And as I said, I'm stealing it. Slash moving in. Well, thank you, I guess. I <laughs> You're welcome. There are, like, it, it's definitely, like, missing a few things. Need to get some stuff to fill in the spaces. But for sure. I, I love it, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm obsessed. And mostly I'm obsessed with the amount of stained glass in your house. I know. It's I know, insane. I didn't even realize it until you came and like pointed out some of it. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, there is actually a lot of stained glass. There really is. It's so beautiful. It's like beautiful. Almost all of the light fixtures. Literally, almost all of them. It's uh-huh. it's wild. You're such a girl boss. Go you, yeah, honestly. Um, also, yeah. <laughs> also moving on from Savannah's house, I guess. 
um, just like Harry's house. Now he has to be in the yeah. house. Uh-huh. Um, but please, if you would, go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, we love reading them, so go do it. But honestly, that's all I really have for intro topics this week. Okay, well, I can get started on my story. Let's do um, it. This one is kind of wild. Um, I don't really know what category to put it in. I, we'll just decide later. Okay. Um, mystery, myth, or legend. It's just, I don't know. But this is the Great Moon Hoax. Okay. Never heard of her. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't either. I don't. I just found it randomly, um, and I actually I told Adriana about it last night. I like was texting her, and she went straight to Despicable Me. She was like, "Is that like <gasps> angry?" Oh, okay. I love that, and I hope that's the story. See, you should have pranked me honestly and told the Minions movie plot, and then told me it was a legend. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> I don't think I've seen all of them. I've seen like. The first Despicable Me and, like, parts of some of the other... Um, I've definitely only seen the first two. I don't even know how many there are. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I've, just, I've definitely seen um, the first two, but that's all I know. Yeah. But anyways, like, this is... It doesn't have to do with that. No one's trying to steal the moon. Okay, well, good. <laughs> it's not that. Um, this actually takes place in 1835. So, a long, long time ago. Way back. Um, so, this was... There were, like, six articles published in The Sun, which was a New York newspaper. That's ironic. Um, yeah, that's... I didn't even realize that. It was about <laughs> yeah, that. the moon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, I thought, like, I was like, oh, you know, The Sun is, like, a newspaper today. Apparently, it's a different... Um, it's a different sun. New York Sun. Yeah, so... Interesting. Yeah, it's different than the current... New York Sun newspapers. Yeah, the Suns have no affiliation with each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyways, the first article of this series was published on August 25th of 1835. So I guess we're coming up on the anniversary. Yeah, we are. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Um, the author was Dr. Andrew Grant, and he stated that he was the traveling companion and scribe of Sir John Herschel, um, who was one of the best-known astronomers at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the name definitely like sounded an, familiar. An English astronomer, yeah. So, uh, this guy would, like, you know, follow him and write down anything he, like, observed or, you know, discovered and stuff. Yeah. Um... So, the article stated that there were, that, like, these were the discoveries of Sir John Herschel. And, um, he had just traveled to the Cape of Good Hope. No way. There is no way. Yeah. I swear every single story goes back there. I know. That, we are absolutely going to have to go there. I know. I I mean, it's far, but we, we gotta go. Yeah, so, apparently... He had just went to, you know, South Africa, Cape of Good Hope, um, in 1834 um, to catalog the stars of the Southern Hemisphere. Ooh, that sounds like such a fun job. Yeah, honestly, it, it would be cool. But it, it does have to do with a lot of math, too. So. Oh, yeah, I would fail miserably. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, according to the article written in The Sun, he found way more than stars. 
Oh, it actually okay. detailed discoveries of life and civilizations on the moon. Mm. Oh, on the moon. Yep. I've heard conspiracies, but that's not where I thought this story was taking us. Well, I mean, I did say it was about the moon. So. You did. So, stepping back for just a minute, um, back then it wasn't like uncommon for there to be major scientific discoveries in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. It was sort of different from today's paper, I guess, because, like, I mean, first of all, nobody reads the paper. No. But, like, for the past, like, you know, even back a hundred years ago, I feel like it was way different because in, like, the 1800s, 1830s, they were still discovering so many things. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, And in more recent times in the newspaper and stuff they had like all this crazy drama and like they just try to get people with the headlines yeah clickbait Um, if you will mm -hmm. yeah but back then like everybody read the paper to know what was going on and what had been discovered recently and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um i mean i guess you, you can still read the paper to see what's going on but it's just different it's definitely different i feel like their their paper is like our internet yeah, but also, like, I'm just trying to make the fact that... Like, like it's true. Yeah. It, today is the... We're, really... we're living in the age of fake news today. Yeah. Like, back then, there wasn't a lot of that. Yeah, it was real news. So, just keep that in mind. For sure. Um, yeah, it was, like, the only source for the public to find out some of this stuff, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, the articles in the sun were said to be oh okay also take side note i couldn't find like the title of these articles like they had to have like some sort of title to be like yeah there were six of them like I, interesting I'm like one a day but i couldn't find what the title was i don't know hmm. they're just had to do with sir john herschel i guess yeah um, these articles, they were said to be, like, a supplement to the Edinburgh Journal of Science. Okay. Um, so that sort of gave it credibility. Like, along with the fact that people were like, well, why would we not believe this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it claimed that Sir John Herschel solved or corrected nearly every leading problem of mathematical astronomy. Oh, wow. So, honestly, that statement, like, that should have made people question the articles more. Yeah. They kind of didn't. Did they really know any better back then, though? Um, No, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, they kind of didn't. Yeah. Um, And the article said that the discoveries were made um, with an immense telescope of an entirely new principle. <laughs> oh, okay. A super strong telescope. Um, they said that it was 24 feet in diameter and weighed 7 tons. That is huge. Yeah, and it was like six that's six times larger than any telescope lens to date like in 1835. Yeah, that's a little unbelievable. Yeah, and the fact that he brought it all the way from England to South Africa. Oh, yeah. Seven tons is not really easy to travel with. <laughs> no. It would not be like a carry-on, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. 
So I've, I've spent time, you know, explaining all this stuff to you, but I haven't even gone into like the details of what, what are they saying is on the moon, you know? Yeah. So I see if you just read this, I don't know if I would believe it or not, but I mean, we all know I would believe it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me tell you what he said. The article describes animals and plants on the moon, right? Mm-hmm. So they said that there were animals similar to bison. There were goat unicorns. <laughs> the, they didn't say unicorns, but the, it's like a goat with a horn on its head. You know? Yeah, so a goat unicorn. Um, yeah, um, blue. It, they were like bluish colored. Oh, that's cool. Uh huh. And they were just like hanging out in a valley. <laughs> um, and there were also bipedal beavers with no tail. Ew. That carried their young in its arms like a human and hmm. they moved with like an easy gliding motion okay so that's interesting to picture um yeah that's for sure also i don't get how you can get beaver without the tail but their face yeah, is so but i mean definitely the beaver tail is very you know what makes it a beaver but i feel like their yeah. face with their like really long teeth i think i could picture it yeah. I don't like yeah, picturing it, though. <laughs> Can't um, lie. This next one you might not like as much either. Um, humanoid beings, right? Um, and they have bat-like wings. Mm, okay, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And they're about four feet tall, so they're kind of short. Mm. Interesting. Um, and they built temples, like pyramids. Oh. All over the moon. Okay. Um, he also said that they saw small reindeer and mini zebra Um, there were trees oceans white sand beaches um, massive craters there were huge amethyst crystals um, and there were also rushing rivers and like lush vegetation hmm okay just to be clear we are talking about earth's moon correct Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just needed that so clarification. This what, yeah, this is what they claimed um, was on the moon. Like, I, Okay. Uh, so, is there any truth to this? Personally, yeah. to me, it sounds like maybe drugs were involved. <laughs> and they were seeing some things. Um, that's a theory, I guess. <laughs> No, see, there, there's not any truth to this. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I look at the moon on a pretty frequent basis, and I don't see any of those things. I don't have a yeah. telescope, but, you know, I feel like we would see, see an ocean. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you need the telescope to see all the... Deep- I've also looked in a telescope, though. And but he has a really strong one. <laughs> that's true. He does have a really strong one. Yeah. But to be fair... Dina's dad is an astronomer with a very powerful telescope that I have looked through. Yeah. So I have a little bit of an advantage. And personally, in my experience, I did not see any of those things on the moon. (laughs) But then and again, the telescope was not seven ton. So who knows? Who's to say? Yeah, I don't know. Um, But, yeah, unfortunately, this is all fake. Uh, (laughs) 
just gonna get right to it. It was not <laughs> real. Um, nobody really understood that it was fake, though. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So that's that's where the problem lies. That's where like I see I sort of like go back to what I said before. Um, it it like seemed credible. It seemed like something that could have been discovered at the time, and like the public just accepted the discoveries as fact instead of reading wow. it as a parody, which that's what it was. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Um, the author, he says that he didn't mean to fool anyone. He was just, like, underestimated on how the gullible the public was. I mean, that's true, honestly, because if you look at what he's saying, like, why would somebody believe that? See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but also, like, I don't know what they were thinking in 1835. Yeah, no, that's facts. Like, like they, like, different. yeah, people still don't have rights. So, I mean, they still don't even today, but, like, I don't know. They don't have access to, um... They have nothing. Anything, really? Mm-mm. We, we are honestly so much smarter as just, like, I mean, we're still dumb, you know, but mm-hmm. in 200 years, it's really advanced. Yeah. Um... So, because people believed this so much, like, the, these articles made the paper a bunch of money. Before this, the, the Sun newspaper was not really a popular one, but then now everybody wanted to buy it to read about these discoveries. Yeah, that makes sense. So, they made it popular. And also, the, um, the fakery, <laughs> it goes <laughs> even deeper than just, like, the writings were fake. The author was a fake name, too. Oh, okay. So he said that he was, like, the scribe or, like, the traveling companion of uh, Sir John Herschel. Yeah, yeah. He was not. He made up that (laughs) name and just said, oh, yeah, that's who I am. So literally every single thing is a lie. Yeah. He didn't even know him. He's like, I'm just going to make that up. Wow. Uh, The actual author was Richard Adams Locke. And he was a reporter that worked for the Sun newspaper. What? Yeah. And wow. he said that it, the writing, like, it was meant to be satire reflecting on the influence religion has on science. See, that's where I don't believe him. Like, where he was like, I didn't think people would buy it. Like, sir, why would they not? I know. You're saying, like, you are literally making up a story saying that you were the scribe for this extremely smart man. Yeah, yeah. And it, he said it was backed up by a, a journal. Exactly. Like, that's, I would believe it. I mean, yeah. if I saw, like, you know, and probably in 1800, I would. Yeah. So, like, I don't believe him when he's like, oh, I didn't think people, you know, no, I'm not buying it. Right. Yeah, you make a good point there. Um, and also, the like, the thing that gave him the idea to write about this is because somebody was sort of making similar claims at the time. Oh. But they were being real about it. Oh. Um, so there was, like, there was this minister who was also an astrologer. Um, so that's where it comes in with, like, religion and science. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he said the moon had an atmosphere and could sustain life. Okay. So basically, he wrote these articles, like, making fun of this guy. I see. Like, obviously it can't. Like, why are you... Yeah. Like, I'm just going to make this outlandish story because you're making up all these things. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, it makes sense. 
but I don't, I don't know. It's just crazy. Um, but it also, it fooled people so bad. Cause like people just, they just believed anything, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that it was, it was reprinted in other papers across Europe as like fact. And <laughs> in an Italian publication even included like lithographs, oh, which, wow. you know, are like drawings. Or yeah. Um, of what was described in them. So, like, they drew pictures and, like, put them in there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. And also, this was this one got me. It even fooled a committee of Yale University scientists. Okay. They, <laughs> yeah. These people from Yale University, they went to New York to find the Edinburgh um, Journal articles. Like, the article referenced yeah. this journal. Like, yeah. they went there to find the articles. Okay, well, at least they were actually doing the research, you know? Yeah, but they got them, they're like, there's nothing yeah. for you here. That's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this one got me too. Religious groups were trying to plan missionary work on the moon. Please stop. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. Yeah. So, people were really like, no, this is real. Um <laughs> Somebody who did not believe this, though, was Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, my God. I love Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. So he he's like, no, this is fake, obviously, guys. Right. Um, he didn't believe it. He actually judged people for believing it. Yeah. You um, see, here's where I think the connection is, though, is because that the guy who wrote it was like an author. And so is, you know, Poe. So. I feel like authors can recognize, like, when somebody's, like, being satirical more than just, like, a regular person. Yeah. Yeah, that could be it. And, and like, I don't know. There, It takes a little bit of knowledge to be an author, too. So that's, to, yeah, that's just, very like, true. being smart. Yeah, smart in general. That's so true. Um, but, yeah, he, he said that it was an absurd story and that he <laughs> couldn't believe others took it so literally. Um, but he was also, like, impressed by it because mm-hmm. it was good writing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, obviously, people are believing it, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he was even like, yeah, none of my colleagues discredited this, these articles. And a professor of mathematics at a Virginian clo- college um, told Edgar Allan Poe that he had no doubt that this was true. <laughs> wow. It's like, how does this happen? How does this happen? I'm sitting here, but honestly, I can see it. I feel like less has happened today that people yeah. believe, so. Just like fake news. It's fake news. This um, was the beginning of the fake news. Exactly. 1800s. Um, the Sun, like, uh, the Sun newspaper, they finally admitted that the articles were a hoax on September 16th of 1835 so like a month after it was first published wow yeah it only took like a month for it to get all like worldwide that's really crazy worldwide um uh hysteria i guess i don't know yeah that's wild only a month too people really believed it Mm -hmm. and you know i bet honestly people just wanted it to be true too and that's why Like, that is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I would want it to be true. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, be- okay, I don't know. The beavers scare me a little bit, but... <laughs> yeah. Like, miniature zebras? I'm so down for that. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just wondering about the the humanoids, like the people. Yeah, right. Because like, I mean, even today, we all want aliens to be real. Yeah, everybody's. I feel like people have always wanted, or have wondered about aliens. Yeah, definitely, definitely. People want answers. In this kind of so, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um. So that's pretty much what I have about this hoax. Um, but I do have a little bit more about this Sun newspaper. I guess it like. It kept its popularity after these articles. Like, even after they said, oh, that was all fake. Yeah. People were still going back and buying it. Um, but then it went out of business in 1967. And another Sun newspaper was founded in 2002. Um, but, like I said before, there's, like, no relation. But, yeah. So, that is the story of the Great Moon Hoax which I guess is sort of like a mystery because it's like, what happened? Yeah, Why? I would. I think it's a mystery. That is so funny, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> that is just so funny. I wish it was true. Just sitting here thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I really do. I know. Wow, I love that. I I have never heard of that story, which is crazy. Yeah, it reminds me of um, this other thing I've heard about before um, when they were reading. There's like a book that was read over the radio and people thought that it was like real life. Oh, okay. Have you heard of it? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, never mind. Um, No, but it was like, now I'm forgetting what book it was. Somebody out there is like. Somebody's screaming. Yeah. Um, I mean, I believe you. Some book that was like the end of the world was happening so it sounded like they're describing this on the radio like it's happening in real life yeah so it's like the same type of thing yeah that's crazy i'm sure it happens a lot honestly i mean it does definitely fake news that's so crazy though would you believe it do you think if you were back then i don't know i i want to say i wouldn't but like i mean who knows yeah well it's no question that i would so <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Um, yeah. yeah, well, that was a really crazy story. I loved it. Um, I, it's the only thing that would have made it better is if it was true. Because now all I want is like a miniature zebra. That's all I'm thinking about. That would just be so cute. <laughs> um, but, okay, so this week, for you, <clears throat> I have a legend. So... Um, I guess we'll just go ahead and get right into it. I have the legend of the Ringwood Mines. Da da da. Okay. Um, okay, so first and foremost, before I really get into the story, specifically at Ringwood Mines, we need to talk about mines in general. Um so what's wild is that actually both of my grandpas and a bunch of my family members actually worked in the mines, specifically in the coal mines in West Virginia. And I, my uncle actually still works in the coal mines, which, oh. you know, crazy. I've always heard how, like, dangerous that is. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Very bad. And I honestly think very unhealthy. Um, yeah, like bad for your health. Yeah. Yeah. My, and and you know what's crazy? My grandpa um, actually has a piece of coal. Somehow it got lodged in his ear. And now it's, like, because he, he never, like, went and got it removed, skin has grown over it. So there's just a piece of coal, like, in his head oh my that you can see. It's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so, it was so unsafe 
when they are like in operation and like actually being, you know, mined in, and they're even more unsafe when they're abandoned, which is what we're going to get into today. Um, so yeah. And you know what? I've asked them like people in my family who work in the mines, like about the mines and they don't really talk about it. So like I have to just assume it's not, it's not a good time. So, but yeah, anyways, like I said, mines, but especially abandoned mines are the site of like very cool adventures, but also a lot of danger because you never know if a mine is safe. And especially like recently with like the rise of YouTube and people like loving to explore abandoned places, a lot have, of people have gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my advice to you, don't go in a mine unless you know for a fact that it's safe. So... Yeah. yeah so like you could literally walk right up on a random cliff like that you would not expect and then just fall or or the mine could collapse in on itself um because obviously these mines are built a long time ago like structural integrity first of all the ground just shifts as it is you know but was it even ever safely built to begin with See, this is even worse than when you were talking about the tunnels last week. <laughs> I know. I'm just on, like, an underground kick right now. <laughs> yeah. And we were saying last week, we were like, we'd never go into to the tunnels. Yeah. Like, I would. Like, a little bit claustrophobic. Yep. And, like, I would never go into a mine. Absolutely not. Worse. Absolutely not. I would ha- be having a full-on panic attack the entire time I was in a mine. Because I would be fully convinced that it was going to fall on me. So, um... And, you know, like, I just think back when I think of mine, I think back to the news story a couple years ago where, like, the soccer team, like, got stuck for, like, weeks or something. Oh, yeah. I, I do remember. And then, like, yeah, but, like, most of them made it out. I think that was a mine, but regardless, like, people get stuck all the time. And there's a lot of tragedies, too. So, clearly, clearly very dangerous, but people still choose to go in them. Um... And obviously, before they're abandoned, mines are used to, you know, collect whatever is naturally occurring in the earth in whatever area the mine is. So in West Virginia, it's coal mines, but there are also like gem mines, like ruby mines, you know, mines for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So people also like go into mines thinking like, hey, maybe like I can find like a ruby and make some money, you know? But then that's also dangerous because if you're, like, taking it out of the, you know, mine, it could also, that could cause it to fall, too. So you just kind of can't win in a mine. Um, Yeah. So, anyways, today I will be telling y'all some ghost stories from one specific mine in New Jersey. And it's called the Ringwood Mine. And it is an abandoned iron mine that actually predates the American Revolution. So this is, like, super duper old. Like, very much so old. Very much so untrustworthy. Like, do not go in these mines. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so the first ghost story that I'll be telling you today comes from a man by the name of Edward Linick. And he is a retired archaeologist. And he, so just one day. One random beautiful day, he decided to have lunch near a flooded mine shaft on the northeastern slope of Hope Mountain um, in New Jersey. And so this guy, you know, he's just sitting on the mountain trying to enjoy his sandwich, you know, chilling. When he looks over to the right of him and sees a 15-foot wide hole in the earth. 
and he claims that he saw like he was you know when he found the hole he was just looking at it intrigued you know as i'm sure we all would be and then he saw quote a hand and an arm come out of the water and disappear back down oh no so like he kind of thought this was a puddle at first but no 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 it was a, a mine shaft um he later found out so after he saw this and being like the author and researcher that he is edward started looking and studying maps of this um mountain which turned out to be this really old historic iron industry and he found out that um the mine shaft that he was like beside sitting beside on the mountain um and the, just the mine in general was purposefully built on the um native american grounds of the area because the builders knew that that would prevent like the city or whatever from disturbing the grounds what because it like because you know like you can't like the rules are you can't like mess with native american land yeah so they made that there so like they could never say like we need to take it down yeah, which is, like, very messed up. And so now that you know that this mine is created um, on Native American grounds, you know, that's never a good start to the story. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and it's, that's just awful, too, that they would do that just to, like, work the system in the worst possible way, you know. Yeah, how could they, why would they let them put it there anyway? Well, because it was before the Revolutionary War, and <laughs> there's barely rules today. There definitely wasn't rules back then. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. So, anyway, this guy, Edward, he became obsessed with trying to study, like, everything he could about these mines. He was so intrigued. Um, but, you know, he was also smart enough, you know, to question himself on what he saw that day. He was like, you know, was I crazy? Like, was it a mirage? I don't know what it could be. So, before heading out to look at some of the mines physically... He was doing some research and he found a newspaper article of a 15 year old who actually fell into the mine shaft um, back in 1963 because a sinkhole opened on the side of the mountain. And so when the sinkhole happened, it like exposed the shaft and the 15 year old was looking, I guess, looking down into it and tragically fell and died that day. Um, and so Edward says that A, either what he saw was real. Or, B, possibly he had knew of this article beforehand and that he, like, that could have created some sort of, like, bias in his mind to make him see what he saw, you know? Okay. So, at least, I don't know. I kind of believe him, honestly. <laughs> just because, I don't know. You don't think it was just, like, a bias or something? Like, maybe, but, like, what he was just eating lunch. Like, I don't know what... I don't know. I don't know why, yeah. but I just believe it. I just do. Yeah, but no, I th- I nobody else do. does. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, nobody else does. So he was just like, you know, I don't know. Believe me or not believe me. <laughs> but regardless, that is so creepy. And mine scare me in general. So can you imagine even thinking that you saw that? No. Creepy. <laughs> so anyways, um, this mine falls along this trail that's known as the Hassing Clever Iron Trail. And at one point in time, people, this is like a very popular hiking trail up Hope, oh, Hope no, up Hope Mountain. Okay. Um, but today, 
the public access to this hike has actually been completely restricted because of how many contaminated portions of the mountains like and the mines are on the mountain like it's completely unsafe like anywhere you step you could fall through that's how unsafe it is um so all this okay everything i'm about to say is all completely alleged just have to put that out there um but allegedly some people also say that it was in this mine that again allegedly Ford Motor Company, among many other industrial companies, actually dumped their toxic waste. Oh my god, that and that surprised me. Yeah, and that wasn't found out until later. So I'm like, that's interesting um, to think about, like what that man saw, and then like that happened. Also interesting, yeah. and he did not know about that, and like the fact that he just like described it as like dark, like a, like. As if the person was covered in toxic waste when they were coming out of the hole. You know what I'm saying? Kind of makes yeah. it a little bit more unbelievable since he didn't know about that. Yeah. No, it definitely does. And then people saying they don't believe it. What if, like... It's the know. Ford. It's the car companies. They're like... Yeah, they, they paid people off. To yeah. Be like, oh, don't believe it. Exactly. Exactly. They're like, just make the story disappear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Um, the iron mining um, in Ringwood actually started in 1740. So before we were even a country. That's crazy. Um, so oh, I lost my spot. Where is it? Okay. So I guess people came over here and started mining right away. Yep. Immediately. They're like, this is huh. a good spot. Okay. Yep. I don't know how they found. Uh, that's one thing that confuses me. Like, how do you know where has good stuff? Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably, like, one of the main reasons to travel to a new place, though, because they were, like, trying to find resources. So True. they probably, like, went right to it, like, looking for what they had here. True. Yeah. No, that is actually exactly what happened. So, um, it started, as I said, in 1740, and when they first started, it was, they only made shallow pits on the surface. Okay. Um, but then eventually, when they started finding stuff, the mines eventually chased the magnetic ore nearly 2,000 feet underground. Oh, my God. Which I have to think, like, 2,000 feet is so far. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> like, I think the deepest pool I've been in is, like, 45 feet, and that's already a lot. Yeah. So, like, I'm just yeah, thinking, I... like, 2,000 feet down in the ground, in the earth? That's beyond me. Like, I really, I can't. And to know that, like, my family have been in mines, like, how far were, how deep were they? That's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Right. It's crazy. Um, so, back to the mine. So, as we, we know the ghost that this man saw on this mountain crawl out of this puddle. But miners, actually, while this um, mine was still, like, in, like, you know, people were actually mining stuff out of it. Um, they also experienced some weird things. Um, so the the miners would report um, as they were just down there, and when even when they were on break, they would hear knocking sounds at irregular intervals. Oh my god! And as if the and you know that could maybe be explained like oh that's just somebody mining like in a different area. Um, however, they realized that these like knocks would almost immediately like come right before 
a really bad accident happened. Oh, I don't like that. No. Um, That's like a warning. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, so we know that this is like Native American land. Like, could it have possibly been Native American, like, burial grounds? And, like, these ghosts are trying to warn these people, like, who obviously don't know any better. Like, Mm -hmm. you got to be careful. Um, Yeah. So, and, okay, here is another crazy fact. Um, These mines were open and in use up until 1947. Which is not that long ago. In, like, the grand scheme of things. That's so many years. That's what I'm saying. Do you know how many accidents were caused? How many deaths came out of this? So, countless. Okay, also, how how many, like, things can you get out of the ground? I guess a lot. (laughs) This is Animal Crossing. It's, like, never ending. Yeah, like, oh my god. Apparently, it was a real good mine. That's all I know. Yeah. Um, so scientists actually, when they were like hearing about these knocks or whatever, they were like trying to figure out what possibly it could be other than a ghost. But the miners, the miners all say it's ghost period point. Okay. And they're like, we don't care if you believe us. Um, and I'm like, okay, honestly, I do believe you. Cause I'm not going in the mine to find out. Um, sure. but scientists claim that the only other like thing that they could find that it possibly could be is that the sounds could possibly be attributed to shifting fault lines. Okay. Um, but yeah. But the miners completely 100% believe that they were a warning sent from some being that was, you know, there. And, you know, trying to tell them, like, hey, something bad is about to happen. Yeah. So, and then eventually they did start listening to the knocks. And when it would happen, they would go and they would leave. And then, you know, no accident would happen. So, like, honestly, I believe it. Like, that's very coincidental, if not. Yeah. So, anyway, there is actually another Ringwood ghost um, that attempted, allegedly, to make it out of the mines. And that ghost is the ghost of Robert Erskine. Okay. And so, Robert was actually George Washington's surveyor general and confidant in the Continental Army. I'm like, okay, so this is, like, George Washington's, like, right-hand man. That's Mm -hmm. wild. And allegedly his ghost is still here. So, Robert helped take over the mines in 1771, and he ran them, like, was the boss, um, all throughout the Revolutionary War. So, this guy ended up dying at the age of 45 um, in 19, no, in 1780, um, just from a random illness, and he was actually buried only 10,000 feet from Ringwood Manor. So Ringwood Manor was this like very bougie estate made of completely exposed brick with a very expensive stone like roof, like just brick and stone. Very bougie for the 1700s. Um, very extravagant. And so Ringwood Manor is at the bottom of this mountain. <laughs> um, okay. So this is, this is crazy. And it's like right next to this mine. Yeah. Like, so the mine is under the mountain and the manor is on the mountain. <laughs> so the manor is basically on top of the mine. Okay. Would it not? What if the mines like caved in? Would the house? So today Ringwood to Manor it. is no longer there. I was going to get to that later, but it's not there anymore. <laughs> um, okay. It just seems like over time, like with the, 
um, mining and everything, like, it would not be a good idea to put a house or something on top of it. I mean, you would like, really did think. It, did it cave in or something? Um, I think, actually, that it, like, caught on fire. Oh, well, that's different. That's not what I thought. I know. I know. I thought you were going to say, oh, the, it caved in. No, it didn't, actually. Okay. But no, it's not there today, so it wouldn't have lasted regardless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it definitely would have fallen eventually. Um, yeah, so anyway... This man died basically on this mountain, if you know, because it, the manor's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, but it was said while the mansion slash manor was still, you know, standing, this ghost was reportedly seen to and always to be sitting on top of the manor, holding a blue lantern, like almost as if he was in the mine. Which I'm like, that's interesting, because you know he worked and he led the mines throughout the Revolutionary War. Yeah. So I'm like, that's interesting. I know. And now, okay, also, when people, they either say that he's sitting on top of the manor or they say that people see his ghost. Okay, but normally when I picture a ghost, I picture, you know, just like a translucent version of myself. You know what I'm saying? Like just a little see-through, but still me. Yeah. That's, that's not, yeah, that's not how these people describe his ghost. They literally describe seeing a skeleton, like the visual of bones walking and holding a lantern. What? And apparently his, they claim that his bones would rattle throughout the manor and all over the mountain as well. So people, when they would go hike, they felt like they could hear like bones, like clackling together. Oh my god, I don't like that. No, not I do at all. I actually like the word clackling. Though. I did just create it. Um, yeah, that was good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so whether it be like in the actual mines, like on the mountain where the manor was, like this Hope Mountain is most definitely haunted. I don't like it just in general, Spooks Magooks, but also like. Just the mine in general is already scary to me. But I do believe that the ghosts are there, too. And the fact that it's completely cut off from the public now, also, I'm like, I know it's unsafe, but is that the only reason that it's cut off from the public? Right. I don't know. I don't know. But that is the legend of the Ringwood Mines. Da-da-da. See, See, it's like, it's crazy because it's like, I would never go into a mine anyway, but then yeah. they're also guarded by these ghosts. Right. Right. And so, but that, you know, while that is, that does conclude that story, I do have a little side story um, to tell you guys that kind of go along, goes along. Um, okay. So, as I said, all of my family pretty much are coal miners. And so when I, from th- like the latest, earliest memory I can remember, my grandma would tell me, that there's a ghost of a coal woman in my in their house. Okay. And, you know, I really thought she was kidding. <laughs> Until one day, I think I saw the coal woman, which is a little bit horrifying. Oh um, yeah. And so I'm like... What does that even mean, a coal woman? <laughs> I know. That's, it's messed up that she would call her that. But, like, literally a woman, but, like, covered in coal. So I don't know if anybody has ever touched coal, but when you touch it, like the black coal dust particles get all over you all over you so it's like literally a woman just covered in coal dust and yeah so 
that's a little horrifying. But so that's why I think just from the start, I believe that these ghosts are actually there. Just because I feel like personally, I've seen a ghost of someone who was in a mine. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So. Well, when did you see her? <sighs> see, it's so hard to remember because I was definitely a kid. And so I'm like, was my perception swayed? Be- okay. Like, it definitely could have been. You know, yeah. but yeah, it was in my grandparents' house, and basically, like my grandparents' bedroom was connected to the main bathroom, like on the first floor of their house, and so there was a door like that you could go to the bathroom, like from the living room or also their bedroom. You know, sometimes bathrooms have like two ways to get in. Yes. Um, and so I was going in, and their bedroom door was open, but nobody was in there, so I was just you know using the bathroom with it open. When I went to wash my hands, literally, I just saw. A woman, as if a woman was just standing there, but covered in coal. Oh coal God. dust. That's... And, like, nothing ever happened. Like, one second she was there, next second she was gone. But I, like, can vividly remember what she looked like. So, who's to say if it was real or if my little child baby mind created it? But, yeah, the coal woman, actually, it now it's, like, a joke to my family, like, just used to scare the little children of the family like oh the coal woman's gonna get you and you know maybe that's you know why my grandma was telling us like to make us behave like uh-huh. the coal woman's gonna get you if you're bad but yeah i was gonna say it probably was when you were a kid too <laughs> probably maybe i just don't remember it yeah yeah but maybe, i mean there could be some truth to it maybe yeah, yeah i mean literally who's to say also like i just know a lot of random and weird things happen in that house like ghostly so that's another reason why I do believe it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I never saw her again. See, you you've told a few stories of like that. Yeah, all of that has happened in that house. So Yeah. I don't know. It gives me the chills to even think about it. Like, ugh, I don't know. But what I do know is that mines are haunted. Like point blank period. So many people die. Just workers. Like they're dangerous. So like mm-hmm. I'm just positive that spirits remain in these crevices in the earth like ew they sicken me but yeah you know you're never gonna catch me in a mine never no me either like if i'm in a mine somebody call somebody because i need help i'm not going willingly they're they're not even safe for the people who work in them no no it's like no absolutely not absolutely not but definitely go check out our instagram to see pictures from our stories this week um I'm sure there will be a creepy mind picture, which I'm going to hate. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see pictures of like the renditions of um, the weird moon creatures. Yes. I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, but other than that, I don't really have anything else this week. What about you? Uh, nope. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we will see you guys next week. Okay, cue the music.